Right, uh, my <coughs> audacity is recording. Okay, five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you'll okay. You'll be happy to know that I have put the week eleven predictions in order. <laughs> I'm Smith, which is at DRS underscore nine nine four on Instagram, Instagram only. Um, yeah, like you enjoyed it. Definitely makes you feel warm sometimes. Doesn't feel make you feel warm sometimes. I think it depends on which team you support. Because if you're being fisted, you might feel a bit warmer than everybody else. And I think this year, me and you are both being fisted. <laughs> No, the hands inside you. Like it's it's closed the hole. You have one less hole open for wind to go into. <laughs> Should have. I was going to say should I start off by mentioning who's on the bye week this week because we keep forgetting and doing it right at the end. <laughs> um, so yeah, this week uh, the bye week has four teams which is Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots and the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about the Colts, but I think, yeah, the Saints have ended up being top of that division, so. Apart from the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean, though. Yeah, it's Texans and Jags, really. Yeah. 
they they would have been more up there if Richardson would actually stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for the past three weeks, it's been that thing that everybody's like, if the season ended now, that entire division would be in the playoffs. And yeah, it's, it's still like that because they're the only full division where they uh, winning. Everybody's not got a winning. Uh, what do you call it? Record. <laughs> My mind complete. I was going to say score line. <laughs> Brain blanked. Yeah. It was, but they were winning by I think two scores at the half, um, and then it yeah it all just got fucked up. I, I'm pretty sure Jackson threw like two picks, almost back to back. It was um, just went a bit downhill. But yeah, for as strong as that division is this week in week eleven, all four are like pitted against each other, so it's gonna um, determine a, a few more numbers. By that, they'll go up or down. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I see the Ravens winning this, in all honesty. Just because of their defense. Like, they're, 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 they're really good at like holding people to um, as lesser points as possible. I get Jamar Chase can like really get into open spots quite easily, but it's took half a season for that connection to get back to how it was like how we should see it it should should be for that like caliber of players um and i think yeah the ravens will just be able to either cut that off or just put too much pressure on joey b that he has to go with either through an out of bounds or like a a receiver on a shorter route or even like a screen pass to joe mixon something like that In in play, or do you mean like, yeah, yeah, I, I'd say so. But I, even then, like last week, even though they lost, the amount of times he ended up in double coverage and still came out with a ball, I think it just shows what a, what a caliber of player he is when he can, you know, have the ball get to his remotely close to his hands. He's gonna get pull in and. Um, get some good yardage or a fucking touchdown. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll go with the Ravens. 
I will. Unless, like, the, I think the only way that they're gonna fuck this up if, is if they just make shitloads of mistakes. But um, I think, yeah, the defense is good. Offense is finding its stride uh, with El Lamar, like getting to be a bit more of a passing quarterback, and that O line's good as well, giving Lamar some extra time when he needs it. Uh, and I don't think that the Bengals, especially in this division, have the defense that they've played against before that could put immense pressure on Lamar and break through that line at all. Yeah. Plus, I think, uh, is it Trey Hendrickson? Is it a D-line or linebacker for the Bengals? I'm sure he went out injured last game because... Somebody was literally walking past him and accidentally stood on his foot or ankle or something, and he had to go out because of it. So, if right, mm-hmm. okay. And I think one thing we've we've seen this year as well, the Ravens actually have a run game other than Lamar Jackson to fall back on in some of those players. So they've actually got quite you know good things across the board rather than just fucking hell. Ke- Keaton Mitchell, their rookie running back. That was the when the inside zone broke down the Ravens Titans game. He was their sleeper slash one to watch. Good fucking pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I don't really know what to say about this other than, you know, like this could I mean they they fucking lost against the Cardinals. I get that Josh Dobbs has been absolutely balling this season, but they could have just, you know, one of those blip weeks again. But, uh, yeah, it is one of them that you highly doubt considering how this Carolina team have, have been playing. And um, their most recent loss secured, pretty much secured the first round pick for a different team, which was annoying. <laughs>
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm not going to lie, this is going to be a game of defences, quite clearly. Pittsburgh uh, offence has not been, you know, doing great at all this season. I don't think they've had a single match this season where they have, like, outscored in yardage the opposite opposite team, but then they've still got this amazing winning record, which is insane. Um, and Cleveland, they've already had a few matches without Deshaun Watson, so they're, they're going to be used to it. I feel like the the Browns have the bit a bit more of the edge on this, to be honest. Well, see, to me, the way I'm thinking about it is um, in regards to lines. So, like, um, Pittsburgh D-line and linebackers against Cleveland O-line. Cleveland have an okay O-line. They'll be able to hold out a bit better. Um, in regards to Cleveland D-line and linebackers against Pitt Pittsburgh's O-line, Pittsburgh's O-line has been pretty crap this season. I'm pretty sure, like... Allowing pressures and everything. The only team they're above is the Jets. And the Jets are the worst this season. So that's not going to help Kenny Pickett at all. If the O-line's failing that way, the running game will, will be non-existent. So that it's kind of just muting the Steelers' offense altogether. On the Brown side, offense-wise, yeah, I completely understand what you mean with um, the other quarterback. And... I think when he's been in, his first game especially was shit. I think a few others he's been okay, kind of, you know, your word, serviceable. But if you know you're going to have that, I feel like they would scheme more around it. So they would probably fall back onto the Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford run game. And if you've got a good online to open up gaps, that's possibly going to be the way that you're going to be able to put up points and win the game. Yeah, I'm going Browns. So far, I've basically bet on the two best defences in the league. 
see, that's another thing about the Steelers as well. Like, the way that their defense has been this season, I would expect somebody to go in this scheme to, like, prioritize the, the run in the offense. Because the passing offense, all right, yeah, if you get it off in time to avoid the D-line and linebackers, those defensive backs have been great at pass defend, pass, uh, defending passes and intercepting. So you would minimize the risk of doing that anyway. So, yeah. Nope. They've gouged out your eyes. Yeah. I don't know if Fields is back for this game as well. I, I don't think it'll make much of a difference. But uh, I don't know if he's going to be back for this game. As far as I'm aware, wasn't it some form of hand injury that he went out with? Um, yeah, either way, the Detroit, even if, like, the Bears get some points, Detroit offense just are smashing up, like, putting out points this season. Like, the, 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 their sides have kind of switched to how they were last year, where the defense just let, like, one too many points through. Now it's the opposite way around, where the offense is just scoring, like, an extra score more than the defense is letting through. But um, yeah, this is this is gonna be fucking dominant by Detroit. Yeah, I mean, like the only improvement that I know of, uh, off by heart, to defense is them adding Montez Sweat from the Commanders. But I feel like one of the reasons that him, uh, like he could put up good QB pressure numbers, was it was him on one edge and Chase Young on the other. If the Bears haven't got anybody else on that edge, you just kind of have to avoid that one side. Yeah. I mean, they seem to have like a decent week last week, but the Detroit Lions O line is uh, a bit, a bit more god tier compared to the Panthers O line that they've just been up against. Because I'm pretty sure the Panthers O line are like riddled with injuries as well, so there are a lot of like second, third string guys. 
If, is this the next David and Goliath game? <laughs> He did well against the other LA team. I get that their QB1 wasn't playing. I mean, the Chargers, like, this is their second week in a row against the North team. Um, like, if any, if anything, like, and last week is to, to go by, it's the fact that, like, is Green Bay that team that can also put massive points up like the Lions could do? And, unfortunately, this season, it's a no. Um, the only thing that I can see, because uh, working is you know try and dominate in the run game because uh, I know that's slowly been building back up since Jones has got back from injury but I don't think it's been built up as fast as you guys would like it to have been built up um, Do you also think that, like, with the players that the Chargers have in that line, so, like, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, Tuli Pelotu, um, they're going to take it, like, big advantage of your, you know, sort of injured and decreased skill, veterancy O-line?
Yeah, I'm, I've not really got much else to say. The all, I mean, the only other thing I can really think of is, like, yeah, the, the Chargers have lost a lot of these games by, like, small margins. But if you think about how many points they put up, they've also done that without their wide receiver, too, who would usually take pressure off Keenan Allen um, or be a very, like, deep threat target when Keenan Allen is covered. They've put all these points up without someone like him in that field, on that field. So, you know, they, they are they are fighting. They are still a good team. They are, like you say, just very inconsistent. Yeah. He is, he is. I mean, uh, second in passing yards this season out of every quarterback. Ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that the main thing that like could change this, uh, especially like, on the Cardinal side, if it's if it happens to be a double XP weekend, um, or on the new card. But apart from that, I, I think that this could be you know like like last week's game really that Houston played with the Bengals. It's just close throughout. Both teams are putting their all into everything. Yeah, um, I I guess that the only thing really is both teams are kind of... Well, both teams are missing their running back ones. So you do have to rely on the passing game a lot more. Um, but both teams have got decent wide receivers, decent tight ends. I think it's just about that defense putting pressure on either side, really. I think that'll be the defining feature. Texans. Uh, Damien Pierce. Yes. I mean, it started the year as him being running back one. Yeah, Sing Singletary's been taking the, <clears throat> the snaps since. Oh no no! I th I think he I think he's been good. I just mean like, in actual like terms, he is not their RB one. But like for example, the fucking Steelers, their RB one is Najee Harris, and he comes up with worse numbers than um, Warren every single week. Who is a rookie? So, any other things you want to quiz me on? <laughs>
Uh, I don't think that the Texans defense is ready to shut down that scrambler uh, that Murray can be. But I think I, I would I would think the way that they've been performing this season with Stroud on offense that they could possibly edge it out even if it's just by a, a you know three point kick at the end. Um, if I had to predict, I would put my money on them just because of how they've been playing. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's more who I can see in the defense putting pressure on and. Even if like the Texans D line and linebacker stepped up, I still don't think that they have the experience um, and veterancy there to deal with somebody like Murray and stop him getting first downs uh, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like halfway through the season you've been given the the corner pieces to the puzzle and you're like, "Oh, okay, that's how that works." But we're not there yet. We're still missing a few pieces. I mm-hmm. see. I recognise that he didn't do much at the weekend, but I don't remember seeing what he actually did when he was able to get the ball. Like if he was just being shut down or he just wasn't getting the ball a lot. In my mind, I assumed that they were trying this week to put more on Will Levis in the passing game and not hand it off to Derek Henry as much. I probably need to go back and watch it properly and see what's going on. But I think... I do think even if Derrick Henry's having a good day, this Jacksonville side has... Okay, they didn't have a great game last week, but they were against a good team who had 
all of their injured players back and some extra pieces that they picked up before the trade deadline. Um, so I think this week is this this is their like week to come back with a vengeance and take it out on this Titan side in their division, put them in their fucking place, say you're at the bottom now, bitch. Um, and yeah, even if Denry ha- uh, sorry, Darren Henry, <laughs> Derek Henry, uh, Derek Henry gets a lot more carries. I think the Jacksonville side of like minimizes input, whether that's to do with him or the defense. I'll I'll be able to see that on Sunday, but I think they'll be able to um, shut the Tennessee side down. To me, it was one, one hundred percent that that team is able was able to defensively put way too much pressure on Trevor Lawrence himself, and that's just because of that team being that team and that team having the players that they have. Yeah, I'm thinking the same that, like, especially with the me and a Miami home game, if that weather's, like, you know, can be that way where it's boiling hot on one side, nice and cool on the home side. Um, well, I guess if any team's used to the heat, it's a team playing in fucking Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, yeah, I, I would think that that would be a slam dunk for the Dolphins, but like you say, yeah, it's been um, a bit of a pick me up since they had a change in leadership and I think I heard somebody um talking about it on a podcast or maybe like a an NFL network show or something that over the past I think it was like three to five years when an interim head coach has come in they've won their first two games would this be his second game as interim head coach Oh, it's the game they just played is the second. Okay. 
I also could be making that up. My brain seems to fill fill in random gaps and just make shit up to me all the time. But I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think this is a pretty much slam dunk. And is a cane back? Another thing for you to type in and look up. So he'll be uh, relying on Tyreek Hill game again. But yeah, I think the Dolphins have got this easily. Even if Las Vegas come in this like strong or headstrong uh, with this like new mindset, I don't think they have enough to beat this Miami team. Just with the amount of like players that they've got who are, are standouts and can make a difference, Vegas do have that. But in one or two, one or two players on each side of the ball, and they can you know if you've only got the one, you're gonna cover them. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> I just mentioning this matchup made me laugh a bit because Washington are gonna win this. Like honestly, there's no doubt in my mind that they're gonna win this. As like crummy as we put the Washington team. This season, if they've made a loss, it's been fucking close. And some of the teams that they've been fucking close with, including the Eagles, have already played twice, who were Super Bowl last year, currently, you know, league leaders uh, in their record this year. And I'm pretty sure going to head back to the Super Bowl this year. They can, they can do shit. <coughs> I did 100% think that that D-line would be a lot less effective with the players that they just got rid of. Yeah, okay, I don't think it was amazing or anything, but they were still able to put a bit of pressure on and at least slow things down. New York have nothing. New York have a guy who is quoted saying that he still lives at home because he enjoys the fact that his mum still makes his bed for him and stuff. I, no, I, I don't think that, but, you know, his mindset is clearly on, I like being comfortable, I'm not going for glory type thing, at least that's what it says to me. Um, there's been a lot of things that I've been seeing as well, that like people are getting behind this, please let Saquon Barkley go, you're just, you're, you're killing him. You know, let him have some good year somewhere, and the amount that 
I forget what it's called when, you know, when the O-line snap and then the either just left tackle or left tackle and left guard um, pull from that side to the to the right side to get extra blocks. <laughs> One of them, like, doesn't have anybody to block, so blo- uh, blo- to, doesn't have anybody to block, so turns and looks at Saquon as he's running and, just, and looks like he's about to tackle Barkley. Until Bagley like physically turns him around with a bit of a stiff arm, and it slows him down so much that the defense are just all over him like uh, flies on shit. It's um, it's quite embarrassing what the Giants are doing this year. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I think Daniel Jones has confirmed that he's out for the season. I don't know about Terod Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm honestly, I'm. I don't think you feel same, but I'm enjoying watching some of their players this this season. Sam Howell, I, fucking hell, putting up some numbers, leading the league in passing yards, um, which you would not expect anybody to come close to after like two has been passing to Tyreek Hill <coughs> all season. Um, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, um. Brian Robinson in the run game has been amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong as well. Yeah, th- that's that's one thing. And then also, I think... I do think a lot of it is down to the um, play call and playmaking of um, Eric Dienemy. <laughs> I did, yeah. I was going to say A, but it didn't sound close enough. So I said... I used a letter that sounded like B. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of it's like that. Yeah, I'm going to do it every time. It's like a running joke type thing. But yeah, I, I, I think they're you know, a decent team. And um, a, a weird thing is that I found out this week, you know, since Terry McLaurin has been at the Commanders, he's caught passes from 10 different people taking snaps as QB. So I think... I think na- and I think that's over for like four seasons. I think nine of them were actual QBs. One of them was like a wide receiver taking a snap and throwing him a ball. But ten. 
and obviously that in, it it goes back to when they were still the uh, old logo, old name. Yeah, that 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 that, that thing. Uh, 100% I've got faith that they're going to win this game. They've, just, they've got everybody back who went out injured and then they went on a three-game losing streak while all those people are out. Now they're back. They're back to winning. And they're back to winning well. The Canel, um, I know for yeah, it's Debo Samuel who came back. Trent Williams on the O-line. Obviously, left tackle has been a huge miss. Um, and then, do you know... I honestly didn't expect this year to have George Kittle produce as much as he has done. Just because I thought they'd use him a lot more as a blocker than a receiver. But, you know, it, it's working for them. They're doing great. Um, I can't remember what the show is called, but George Kittle's on something of like... <laughs> no. It's um, looking back at like their football career or something like that. Apparently he had this thing years ago where they were on a losing streak. Then one uh, week his dad gave him or got him some like pumpkin bread from Starbucks, and then he ended up having like a 180 yard game with two touchdowns. I don't, and he said like they didn't win, but he had a great game. So then next week he got pumpkin bread, and he's done that every week since. And ever since it's like grown through the locker room. So pretty much the entire. 49ers before a match, half pumpkin bread is like, like ritual thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's even a clip of um, him on the sideline like uh, saying to some player, oh, his, his missus specifically went out to go get some pumpkin bread because this player didn't have any. And before she got back, the player had already gone onto the pitch to start warm-ups. He's like, why'd you do that? You ruined the tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before watching a game. <laughs> Every time somebody wins, you're like, I did that. I did that. Nah, I don't think we do it in this country. But yeah, let's talk about Tampa Bay. <laughs>
Yeah, sorry, I was choking on a drink, so I, I muted myself so it didn't get picked up and you could keep speaking. I didn't know you'd actually wait for me that long. I thought you would just start speaking again. <laughs> I was choking and then I started like laughing. <laughs> it's like, oh God, it's making it worse. No. <laughs> No, I've got the monitor now. I've I've got used to his thing. If he just makes a noise, I can wait. It's if he sits up, I have to go down. But um, yeah, what you're saying um, about Tampa Bay, I think the good thing about them as well is even from I think before and then whilst Brady was there, they've still got quite a lot of those players. Like for example, Mike Evans, so good at getting open, so good at you know getting ball and coverage. Um. What's the running back's name? I know the last name is White, but I thought it was Rashad, but I didn't want to say a different name and, you know, sound racist. Um, He's picked up... <laughs> Dickie White. <laughs> um, love a bit of white dick. <laughs> um, That's the episode title. That's the episode... T- <laughs> no, um... Yeah, he's been picking up um, for quite a few weeks now. Like, for the first, I'd say, quarter of the season, it was quite low. I, th- I think maybe the O-line was still finding the feet a bit, you know, to actually open up holes for him. That may have been a, a, a decent factor in that. But, um, yeah, so it, it now that Mayfield has a good run game to fall back on, it, re- it you know, it really helps take the pressure off. That being said, then being against this defence... Maybe this is the the week where we have to be like, okay, all that progress we've, you know, been going for, let's just put it on pause for this week. We'll get back to it week twelve <laughs> because this week it means shit. I think it's still going to lend itself to the Bills. I'm not going to lie. I just think with Zach Wilson there, he has his good weeks, he has his bad weeks, but his good weeks, even then, like, he could look good, but because of the lack of O-line and the pressure he gets put under, it forces him to make bad decisions. Whereas on the other side, I don't think that's really the truth. Josh Allen just thinks, uh, 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 sometimes it looks like he, it, it's him just going, I'm great, I'll do this, and then it doesn't pay off. His, he's became a very much a gunslinger type quarterback. 
but it's not. I don't think he's looking where he's aiming half the time. And isn't this the matchup where Jordan Whitehead, right at the start of the season, picked off Josh Allen three times? Pretty sure that was week one, wasn't it? I think it was. Um, so yeah, it's it's the Jets' defense that really makes me think that oh, the, you know, they could stop the Bills getting anything again. Yep, yep, and all that because of obviously the last name. Um, No, I'll, I'll cut this out. It's Abby's last name. So It's the only player I know of in the NFL that has that last name. So I've watched them since they were at the Bucks. Um, never. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a game of defences to me. And as good as the... Buffalo defense can be, especially putting on pressure. I think with like the injuries that they've had, especially like with Matt Milano going out, one thing that could be big in this game is Brees Hall in the run game. Even if he's not breaking out and you're sprinting eighty yards or something like that, I think he just he could get like every single carry all for you know a first down. But that also again depends on the O line not being absolute trash. And I mean, as well, we saw last week that, alright, Buffalo lost by a little bit, but that team with a bad defence could shut down the connection to Diggs. What's a team with a good defence going to do? Especially with two of the, I think, highest rated backs in the league. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's, it's, it's a defence battle. Yeah, I'd put the Bills on top. I think they'll just they'll just find a, a few open spots and just take advantage of it. Even if it's just a win by one score. So, big thing to me, um, obviously Stafford was out, but they, ha I think his again, like a few other players this season, has been a hand injury in some way, um, but then they've just had the bye week, so they've had a bit of time to rest, so it's more than likely that he could be back this week, if not definitely, you know, week 12. If he's not back, the, I'm just going to use the game against you guys as an example, Obviously, the connection to Nakua and Cup just it was it was pretty like non-existent, 
and that's been their main source of getting yards and getting points this season. Um, Defense-wise, we've talked about this many a time that they've not really got many impact players there anymore. Um, so, yeah. In all honesty, even if Stafford was there, I think I would still side with Seattle on this one. I think they've had a couple of blip weeks. But especially in the defensive game, they're, 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 I think they're really strong. They just need... I think they're still fine... F- f- stupidly, I still think they're fine. They're still finding their feet offensively. Um, and I don't know if that's them like just be you know, like coaching-wise, being a bit like, oh, should we try this? Should we try this? Instead of just finding a game plan and sticking to it. It's been, okay, even though that worked, let's try this this week. No, 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 you know, like, some things do work all the time. So. Yeah, I think there's a certain way to scheme. I think they're <coughs> perhaps going a bit too over the top with it and trying to be a bit too specific with who they're playing that week when they should just be like, this is our game plan. We're not focused on their game plan and going trying to like go opposite it. We've got a game plan and we're going in with our game plan. But... I think also that that also lingers in the mind because of what happened in their Super Bowl a few years ago with the whole, you know, not using beast mode and stuff. So that will always be a doubt. Yeah, to, to me, Denver just baffles me. <laughs> I think, w- weirdly, like, when I've gone back and looked at some of the numbers, their run game is pretty good. It's just... I, th- <laughs> I think their the passing game 
is again that we've mentioned a few teams a bit unreliable and a bit uh, all over the place week to week. I know one of the players that's you know been like a main target, but I think they're technically wide receiver two or three is Cortland Sutton. I don't know if Jerry Judy is taking you know. Uh, defenders away from him and making him open or it's just you know he's got a better playmaking ability than Judy in the first place so there's been a lot of yardage through him and I think Russ is sort of getting back to how he used to be you know scrambling in the pocket avoiding pressure there was quite a bit of that last week that I saw in the first half because it wasn't until the second that I think he took like four sacks and two of them were like back to back or something um, but again it's it, it's just different every single week and I I honestly out of all the teams in the NFL this is the one team that I can't make any sense of whatsoever the only thing I can say is at the very least they've got home field advantage and they're the one team who kind of really has home field advantage <laughs> Um, Minnesota I mean I'll let you speak about Minnesota because I mean they are your division really I could find it because I remember seeing something today and I don't think I saved it where it was literally sh- showing how many injuries the Vikings have right now and it was something like they're playing without their QB 1, 2, 3 wide receiver 1, 3 and 4 running backs 1 and 2 uh, edge rusher one it, it, it was just like a list of like 20 strong of their first string and second string guys um, but yeah Josh, Josh Dogs like <coughs> when he was at the Cardinals we were saying even though the Cardinals season wasn't going great record wise they were being scrappy and fighting and a lot of it did seem to be down to him now bringing it to a team that, I'm not going to lie, is in a much 
I would say, easier division. Um, the Lions are the main competitor. I think they've got a chance to, you know, build up from the sort of shitstorm that they started off with the season. Uh, as far as I'm aware, like, I know you just said then, but I think it said that Justin Jefferson... It might, it might have said possibly is suiting up this weekend. But even then, all I can think of is because of it's Josh Dobbs, not Kirk Cousins at the helm. Josh Dobbs will spread the ball out a lot more. He will look at his targets a lot more rather than... I think Kirk Cousins a lot would force it to Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson being that calibre of player could get himself open regardless. Um... So I think maybe the targets will be, if JJ is back this week or any week in the future, I think the targets will be a lot less on him. Maybe on the short rounds, like with the said Hawkinson, um, will be a, I think it will be a great connection, um, him and Dobbs. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be soon because I'm pretty sure when he first went out, he said he's going to be out for um, minimum four weeks, and he's been out for five weeks now. Oh, is it? I thought that was just at the start of the season. Sorry. Um, see, the things that I kind of think of when I'm thinking about this game is, firstly, home side advantage to the Chiefs. Arrowhead, I think, is a hard stadium for anybody to play, play in. And I think a lot of times we saw last season, the amount of uh, times offences had to do silent snap counts um, because they just couldn't communicate. It was that loud. is ridiculous. Yeah, touch-push. The Chiefs can't do a touch bush because um, Mahomes has got like some leg injury that they just won't risk. The only thing I can I can really think of like offensively, defensively is at the very least the Philadelphia Eagles are one probably coming back into this being like we're gonna show them what we fucking got after they beat us in the Super Bowl last year. Two. Uh, Eagles have had a few like mistakes in games this season, but pro- as pro- have progressively 
corrected them. They've actually shown that they are getting better of it as a team. Whereas to me, I think the Chiefs have sort of like been that good team and they just had some off weeks. They've not they've not really had a full on like oh shit, they had a really bad game for turnovers. They need to improve that. They've just had a few mistakes here and there. Um, and then no no forget oh yeah third third point. The Eagles actually have, you know, wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos. Chiefs don't. Chiefs are very like we have a group of wide receiver threes and fours and we will spread the ball out as much as possible. If not, Travis Kelsey is our safety net. And we've both said it this season, Chiefs' run game has been extremely lacking. I said it's probably more down to being a passing team that they not give Pacheco his chances. But I think when they have given Pacheco his chances, things haven't worked out anyway. And then that's possibly led to him getting even less of an input into the actual game as well. Whereas Eagles have a great O-line and they have DeAndre Swift. I think we're going with the Eagles with this one, you know? What about you? Oh, definitely. This is one of them where, like, again, I'm still thinking the same thing of when they were in the Super Bowl yeah, last year. I was going to be like, it's either going to be a really strong defensive game and be low points, or it's going to be high scoring. <clears throat> last year, I thought it was going to be defensively, and they proved me wrong.
Oh, okay. So like you, you, the main thing was it be that, and then you put on conditions, thinking it would definitely be that. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't talk to me about Ben. I've already showed you. I was two tackles and one interception off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Did we both put our predictions on that game? Oh, sorry. I thought you were ending the episode. No. Um, you know, I think my mind is with the Eagles, you know. I'm going with Kelsey. Oh, I will think say as well, it's a home game, so more than likely T-Swift is there. Kelsey has a really good yardage games when Kelsey uh, Taylor Swift is there. I think he, he's got a touchdown at least every game that she's been to. <laughs> then realises she's at the wrong game and flies out to the coast. I've just realised that both sides have a, a Kelsey Swift combo. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. I've been betrayed by Mike. Oh, um, okay. uh, we have our review episode of week 10. And Inside Zone will be uh, releasing an episode after this week is out. They are focusing on the Cardinals and Texans game, which didn't sound like a good game, you know, to focus on going into it. But now that Murray's back... And CJ Stroud's been playing the way he's been playing. I think they might have quite a bit to talk about, you know, and deep dive into. And the guest that they have on is a Cardinals fan. Who will not trade me CJ Stroud in our dynasty uh, thing. And it's getting annoying to me. <laughs> I know. I was offering my homes, damn it.
Smith, which is DRS underscore ninety nine four on Instagram and Instagram only. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Big game blitz. <laughs>